Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We've just run into a little bit of atmospheric era with our phone machine. <laughs> so, you know, when you get rain delay on a, on Sky TV, I reckon that's what we've got going on right now, which leaves us in a place where we've got Quizzy Dag and we've got a, a $50 TB bonus bet and a trip to the Gold Coast, the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 up for grabs, but we can't get a caller on the line. So, Izzy, you are the quiz master. I propose yeah. this. I haven't yeah. seen the quiz today. I haven't looked okay. at it. Kiz makes it. If we want somebody to, everyone to text that wants to get in the draw through, I will play on behalf yeah. of somebody. And if I can get them right with maybe, would you give me, if I can go four or five, that person wins? What do you reckon? Or do I have to go five from five? They get five from five. You get photo free. <laughs> and you, and you, get a, um, you get a 50-50 choice as well. Okay, love it. All right. Text double eight double three your name and why you want me to play for you. Feel free to kiss my ass and that'll be great. And we'll <laughs> and we'll choose somebody to play for. Hit the That's music, Robbie. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Your mind. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Yes, that's right. And guess what? If Louie loses, I get it. 
I get a fifty dollar bonus bet from the TAB. No right? way, mate! No, you're already going to the. You're already going. <laughs> I'm going three thousand times, like Brett. Anyway, here we go. Let's rip into it. Good luck, Louie. The text machine is flying. <laughs> wants to be. Who are we playing for? Ah, <laughs> uh, you choose. I'm just going to quickly sift through the messages, see if we've got any hate mail. Oh, <laughs> hey, Mitchell here. Play for me as I never get through. Ooh, do I believe you, Mitchell? Yes, Kiz? Yes? Yes? Yes. Yes. Mitchell. Okay. All right. Mitchell. Here we go. Mitchell, plan for you, mate. Plan for you. Here we go. Oh, they, they, they're still coming, Louis. They want to be a part of the quiz. Anyway, I will choose just say there, we'll pick it. We'll pick you then. Here we go. Which NRL club did Kevin Proctor play for? Well, there's been a few. <laughs> Titans would be the last one. <laughs> Titans is correct. Do I Who ding, ding myself? Ding yourself. <laughs> ding yourself. <laughs> Who won the senior British Open? Um, Darren Clark, is it? Darren Clark? Clark? Darren Clark? Correct. Come on. Correct. Come on. Question number three. Wow, everyone wants to be a part of your quiz, Louis. Yeah, they, Here we go. They back me in. They don't want to. Which athletics event will Julia Ratcliffe compete in at the Commonwealth Games? Julia Ratcliffe. Uh, she's the hammer thrower. Can't touch this. Hammer throw. <laughs> TNT, correct. Yes, here we go. Three from three. How? Which NBA franchise oh, yeah. won the Summer League? Oh, there's a couple, isn't there? Portland Trailblazers won one because they FaceTimed Dame and told him he found out on Instagram Live. <laughs> He's on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> Louis, eh? You've obviously seen the quiz, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right, I knew, I knew it was going to be a... I was, there's no way I was going to win. Because even if I win, I'll lose. I'll lose. Here we go. Question number five. To win the money for some lucky punter on the text machine, how many gold medals does Swimmer Daniel Loder <laughs> win at the 1996 Olympics and Atlanta Olympics? Oh, I should know that as well. Do I still have a phone, friend? Of course you do. Nah, nah. How many gold medals <laughs> did he win? He, uh, at the 996 Atlanta Olympics. I'm actually going to have to guess if I don't get a phone, a friend. Um, oh, he went real good. I think he won either two or three. I think he won medals. But I'm going to say two golds, though. There needs to be an investigation. Play that clip. <laughs> Hands above the there desk. There needs to be an investigation. Hands above the desk. Hands are above that the desk. Correct. Play the winner. Play the winner. Louis Heaven, what? Coming through. Coming Good old through. Mitchell. Oh. Well Is it Mitchell? Done, Louis. You're absolutely smashed Yeah, there's been an absolute roar. Um, you never found out how I did it. This is like one of the great casino heists. Uh, <laughs> um, Who's it? Who are we giving it to, mate? There's a few messages here. Look, it has to be Mitchell. Good for the ego, the text machine right about now. But um, it has to be Mitchell because yeah. we said we'd play for Mitchell to start. So well done, Mitchell. We'll get your details. Yeah, well done, here's one. Here's one for you, Izzy. 
Louie, you mm. Adonis of a human and oracle of a mind. <laughs> I need to I need to have a bet on my four horses and my dog. Go, Johnny. Go to pay for feed and travel. Please take me. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you clean up the punt every week if we're telling the truth, mate. Adonis. <laughs> you, yeah, you Adonis Haslam. No, not at all. with Tony Kemp. Now back again as the dust settles and New Zealand rugby fans get ready for the next bout of All Black Magic. What hocus pocus can we expect when the All Blacks meet South Africa and Australia in the latest bout of the rugby championship? Can the All Blacks put the train back on the tracks after being derailed against an Irish team who competed and won in almost every part of the game in their recent series? And do we honestly think that in front of 80,000 screaming box fans that this all-black team can muster the smarts to go out and win. With talk of Eddie Jones returning to the helm of the Australian team, David Rennie is another Kiwi feeling the pinch. So South Africa at home, Aussie looking for the Bledisloe, and that's been a while, and the all-black team under more scrutiny than its recent Silver Lake deal makes for compelling watching. One thing for sure is that the Gallows await the team that can't get the job done. Is it the box? Is it the diggers? Or is it the man in black? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. One all, Kempy. One all. <laughs> is that what you got? Oh, mate. I'll predict it, yeah. Now, honestly, I think they're going to find something over here and they're going to go over. Mate, I know the, boy, the boys will be hurting. They'll be hurting so, so much. And obviously, I know it's a difficult task. It's a hell of a challenge over there and Get South Africa in their own backyard, but I honestly believe that they're gonna they're gonna snipe one over there. I, I really do. I know you're probably thinking because I'm a fellow fellow, but I I just genuinely think that they can go over there. They can find something to to get the job done over in South Africa. Wales will do it. Wales did it. We know Wales are, are a solid outfit. They went over there and pushed it to a series decider. Um, mm. yeah, I really I, do. I just got this feeling about. You know, like putting your head where it's not meant to go. You know how you know how you talk about Kieran Reid saying, you know, he's not a not the mm. not the biggest man, but you know, Jace Ryan hasn't had this um, this rut taken over his try line for the last six years. You know, they, they just really down, get down and dirty. You know, I'm just, I've just got this feeling that some some of the guys don't want to put their heads there. You know, and I saw that well, against I saw that against Ireland. So, well, you know, Jace Ryan will, will sort that out. I'll tell you right now, he is stern as they come and he will challenge the players 100%, mate. That is his, his biggest. I said yesterday he cares about them. He does. He generally cares about players, but he will challenge them. So he will challenge that board pack. And like you said, like they, they probably shied away from that area. But he'll go in and he'll hit them right between the eyes. They are wearing the jersey. So that, that was. The one detail that, that Jerome Connor, Kieran Reid, they instilled in us um, when we played South Africa. Boys, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. We're going to have to put our head into some dark places. We're going to have to tackle and make tackles for, for a very long time. We're going to have to do it. But that's the mindset we need. We need to go over there with a real mindset to do or die and get the job done. And I honestly, I, I think, I, I know Jace will be sending that message from the get-go. 
Izzy, Benji's come through on double eight, double three straight away. You aren't crazy at all. It's the All Blacks, for goodness sakes. Have faith, Uncle. That's from Benji on double eight, double three. 29 Even away. Benji Marshall listens to the show. Eight. That's impressive. Yeah, he's probably trying to get some <laughs> coaching tips before he takes over the Tigers from you, Kempi. Back from a hectic start to this year's, uh, from his year competing all over the world and getting some huge results, Kiwi gun surfer Billy Steadman has been back home and terrorising the Raglan crew who just wanted a chance to win the comp at their home break. Billy and Ella Williams snagged the king and queen of the point comp over the weekend. Billy finding some nice form before he gets ready to head off to the US Open of surfing. The king of Raglan is on the line now. Morning, Billy. Good morning, Izzy. How are you, brother? (laughs) I'm very, very good, mate. Good to hear your voice, champ. Well done. You're happy? Thank you very much. Yeah, always happy, always happy to get a win. Uh, always mm. happy to be home, you know. Um, always good to come home, refresh, reset. Um, and fortunately, I had a contest here in Raglan, which was uh, a lot of fun to see some friends and family and uh, obviously compete at home. Hey, what about those young those young little grommets trying to forge their way in the, in the surfing world and King Billy comes back and breaks <laughs> their hearts, mate? You feel for the young ones? <laughs> oh, bro, I, I just think, you know, <laughs> me coming up, um, I always wanted to beat the best. So, um, you know, uh, kudos to them if they can do that. Um, I always want to compete at my highest level. So, uh, yeah, obviously it's always a, a good challenge for me to compete against those grommets. And they're all, you know, really good surfers. And our final is actually an all-raglan final. So it was always going to be a hard one, you know, yeah. local knowledge coming into play and uh, all those guys rip. So... Um, yeah, I just wanted to put my best foot forward and, uh, you know, take it to them. And uh, luckily, I took the win. Hey, Billy, it's Kemper here, mate. Well done on your uh, win on the weekend. You and Ella uh, taking out the Cheers, the king and queen of the of the point, um, mate. Just just tell us where are you at in your career at the moment? I know how hard it is to get on that QS tour, um, having worked with Ella for a number of years. But where whereabouts are you at? How many more years are you going to give? Be, before you uh, before you sort of sit back and just go and surf waste for enjoyment? Yeah, um, obviously I've been doing it for a long time now. Uh, I've ticked a few boxes and goals that I've set out to do, and uh, mm. one of those goals I haven't done yet is make the WCT. So, uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm on the Challenger Series now, which is, you know, a stepping stone to get towards that, and, and my year this so, so far has been really good through the regionals and the and the challenges, so um, I'm heading to the US on Wednesday, tomorrow actually, so I've got another big Challenger Series event over there, and uh, another goal of mine is definitely make the next Olympics in uh, Paris, but the surfing's in Tahiti, so um, yeah, I know I don't have too long left, I don't think, a few more years hopefully, but um, yeah, I know it's not going to last forever, so I'm just really enjoying it and and making the most of my opportunities and, you know, loving what I do and and appreciating where Mm. we are and what I'm doing. Hey, well, what are some of the things, obviously surfing and being out on the waves is usually uh, part of the success to get to the WCT, mate, but what are some of the things you're doing outside of, of surfing to maybe um, help you along in this journey to get to where you yeah, want um, to be? Yeah, uh, doing a little bit of training. Um, I play a lot of sports. I play a lot of golf. I play a lot of basketball. Um, I've just started get, getting, into, uh, getting into boxing, actually, a little bit, just as a training sort of thing. Um, learning something new, you know. Fight uh, for life. Boxes move. Yeah, oh, I know. I saw that the other night, actually. <laughs> it looked pretty cool. But uh, 
I don't think you'd be able to find a competitor as small as me, so I don't know how I'll get away with that. Get one of those jockeys in the room. Michael get, Walker. Get, we'll get Michael or Opie Bosson back in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought about that, and I actually thought, uh, saw my, one of my best mates fighting. And, uh, what about Matty Hewitt? Uh, he's at Fury. Yeah. Matty Hewitt, yeah, he's a good one. He's, he's probably pretty sharp at boxing, though. I think he did it for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Probably get my head smashed you stay, <laughs> you stay away from those ones, fella. Stay yeah, bro. Hard. <laughs> oh, so so you're just getting some training, some boxing, but but how difficult is it to get onto the WCT? I know our last one was Ricardo Christie, um, and he's obviously a good friend of yours, mate. I've seen the challenges he had to endure to try and even get there. It's, it's tough, like the funding. You don't have any funding. Like you talk about stories from raggers rags to riches like these surfers you thought pretty tough am i right yeah for sure um especially at the moment i think there's not much sponsorship out there and uh it's really expensive to travel at the moment as, as well um yeah. yeah and and like you know ricardo was the last guy and we, we traveled it like together for ages and it was good to see him you know qualify and stuff and there's a lot of dedication that goes into that and um, sacrifices that you need to make a lot of a time away from home and family and friends and um, you know trainings and and whatnot so yeah I mean I, like I said I, I'm really enjoying it a lot more I'm, I'm kind of um, appreciating what I'm doing at the moment and I'm kind of just trying to let things happen instead of trying to force this happen and like trying to put too much pressure on myself so um, yeah hopefully obviously I think this year has been my most successful year to date um, and I'm quite little in, little in stature, so hopefully I've got a few more years in me. My body can hold in there for a, few, a bit longer. But, um, yeah, mentally I'm, I'm pretty tough at the moment. I learned a lot um, competing at the Olympics last year and um, working with some um, really good people, like, on my body and my mind. So, um, yeah, I'm still learning and I'm, and I'm still loving competing and, and traveling and, um, yeah, making the most of it. Hey, Billy, these weather patterns have been pretty crazy lately. You know, we've got lots of... You know, people who normally are just sitting in their car and it's raining and windy and stuff like that. But last week you saw that second code red come through up in Chops and uh, all through Hawaii was just maxing out. Where, where for you in New Zealand sort of resembles or a place, a favourite place like that that resembles what we saw last week as far as that big surfing goes? And can you tell us a little bit about some experiences you've had in the big surf? Yeah, um, the, oh, I think Tahiti is a, is a, a one-of-a-kind type of wave. I don't think there's any waves out there like that wave. But um, there's actually a place here in Raglan um, on certain tides and, and certain swells that, that kind of get a little bit slabby and, and chunky and pretty powerful. So we actually had some really good waves here last Wednesday um, before the competition. And Adrian Buchan actually was over here. And, and fortunately enough, he came down on a surf, surfing with Luke Sederman. And we got some pretty big barrels and some fun waves on the points, but um, I heard Gisborne was pretty good. Um, some big chunky waves, a few of the boys were surfing down there. Um, but yeah, obviously Tahiti's a, di a different, you know, different level and, and I'm looking forward to like putting my, I don't know, putting some training into that and, and kind of focusing on that a little bit more. Uh, obviously we've got Olympic qualifications next year. Um, and yeah, the big stuff, I mean, the biggest stuff we kind of, we mainly follow the summer around. So um, we don't really get too too many big surf, but um, yeah, uh, Hawaii at the end of the year is probably our like biggest kind of waves and and competitions over there. You know, Hawaii is known for its big powerful waves at Pipeline, Sunset Beach, and and our contest at Haleiwa. So uh, I've actually done really well over there, and I and I kind of 
like pushing myself in the bigger waves and, you know, it brings out the better competitor in you and um, pushes your surfing a bit. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the end of the year. Oh, mate. I just can't imagine, boy. I'm I'm in, like, I'm, I'm standing on the side of the <laughs> I'm standing on the shoreline looking out. I'm like, oh, they look too big, bro. You go out there and these little teeny waves look like monsters. So I can't imagine what those big ones look like when you're trying to surf them, mate. Hats off, hats off. You got big kahunas. Hey, brother. Um, just quickly before, before we let you go, uh, New Zealand surfing. You feel like it's in a good position at the moment. We've got so much young talent like yourself. You got Ella. Um, you got some old dogs up in Gizzy still shredding. Heard Ricardo might potentially come back, but some young, um, up and coming surfers. You think we're in a good stead at the moment? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, yeah, obviously the the old dogs still got it down, especially down in Gizzy. There's a breed good surfers <laughs> down there. Um, Rick, you know Bobby <laughs> Jay. Jay came up for the weekend, which is good to see him. Uh, obviously Maz and. Um, yeah, I'm travelling also with Kihu Butler at the moment. He's uh, he's been doing really w- well, and I think he's going to go a long way. Um, and like you know, Ella Page Page is also on the challenges with us. And um, yeah, there's Cora Cooper, Caleb Cutmore, um, Taylor Hutch, Elliot Parada Reed. Um, there's a couple. There's definitely a couple guys uh, coming through. They just you need you need to get that breakthrough victory and and get a couple of results on the board, and you know get that confidence up and. Uh, get a bit of momentum leading into the QS and hopefully the Olympics and the CT. Hey, Billy, have you ever yeah. come across Joey Johns out there in the surf at Raglan? I know he goes down there and stays at one of the surf houses quite regularly. Yeah, I have actually. I've seen it. I've also seen him a couple times in Sydney. He's a he's a mate mate of a mate of mine. So I've seen him around for sure. Yeah, he didn't keep you out too late at night, has he? He's no, renowned no, no, for no, that. No, yeah, 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 stay away, stay away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lies! <yeah>. <laughs> nice. Hey, mate, thanks a lot for coming on today, Billy. All the best uh, on your journey. I know how tough it is, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a keen surfer and a, and a follower and can't wait to get another bloke back on the on the tour, mate, so we can all turn that TV back on and have something yeah. to yell at as opposed to look, yelling at those Aussies, mate, all the time getting up there. <laughs> so, mate, all the best on your journeys and um, go well and go surf those massive waves in Hawaii for us that me and Izzy know that uh, those kahunas are <laughs> hanging down there while we're out there. Yeah, cheers, boys. I'll give it everything. Good cheers, man. Billy. Billy Stearman. What a legend. Mate, you're, right, not, you're not wrong, is he? Sitting out there in those waves. Woo. Mate, imagine that one last week. I don't know if you've seen it, but on, on YouTube, Hawaii and, and um, Chopu were coming in and something ridiculous the size of it, honestly. Fastest wave in the world, they reckon, that one in Hawaii was the perfect wind it was going so hard Kyle Lenny just was like on this how big would the board have been but he almost couldn't keep up like they were guys were trying to drop in and like so sucky so fast the wind was just racing these huge barrels like it looked like a bullet train eh like it looked like a bullet train and you had to try and keep stay in it and they were just going so fast and Kyle Lenny and Kyle Lenny makes it look like he's just you know on a skateboard having a bit of fun you know so I take my I take my hat off. To, look, I, honestly, the, I know how tough it is, and you and you touched on that, Izzy, for these guys, mm. and how much it costs them to go and compete. Oh, it's it's phenomenal dollars, uh, and to, you know, for those sponsors that actually support our 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 men and our women that uh, try and get on those tours, I just want to take my hat off to them because it's an yeah. expensive journey for them, real expensive. Yeah, I saw I saw it firsthand with Ricardo, man. Just just the grind, his um. His partner's Daisy's best mate, so just watched him, 
you know, just trying to sponsor, trying to travel around Europe to all these events, bro. Sleeping in his car, you know, like eating beer minimum, trying to save, save money, sleeping at airports, mate. Like, it's just a challenge. And then you go from that, and then you get on the WSL, and it's like, bang. You go from one extreme to the other, and it's a change of night. And then the one, because you know, Ricardo was only on tour for one year, so he goes for that extravagant year on the WSL, and then bang. Throw him back off, and he's got to fund himself again. So, mm. man, it is cutthroat there, and you're dead right. Without the sponsors and people behind them, like yourself, Kempi, with Ella Williams, um, they wouldn't be able to do it. So, hopefully, hopefully, Billy Steadman can get it, mate. He's um, he's close. He just needs to transition the, the regionals back into that Challenger Series. And uh, he's had one event. I was just reading there, Louis. He's had one event. He's he's ranked number one, isn't he? So last year, I think he was closeish. Yeah, he won up, didn't quite get there. And he went up on the Goldie and got some maximum points because I think that was a 5,000, was it? 5,000, yeah. So, and it's all about picking those big, meaty events, but that's they all come and try to pick the eyes out of it. Um, he had a, he didn't quite go... Uh, well, he had a time in, time in South Africa, which was really cool. I don't think he got the result there. But, yeah, as he said, Tahiti. Now, the Olympics is a really interesting one. So it's France 2024. Crazy. Yeah. But Tahiti hundreds of miles away, obviously it's a French jurisdiction, um, it's going to be with the, the uh, surfing combers. But, you know, like, I'm a bit worried, like what Ricardo said about the wahine getting out there, you know that, like, these people that qualify for the Olympics, like, Billy will probably be one to admit it, like, he'll get out there, he'll charge it, but he needs to get over there and learn how to surf the wave. Like, you can't just turn up to Chopu. If anyone's wondering what we're talking about, it's this wave called Chopu. Do not ask me to spell it. It doesn't. It doesn't spell like it sounds. But they had this. Should we? Should we crack? Oh no, <laughs> no. T e a h u p o o. I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you thought I was cheating in the quiz? Um, <laughs> I, I didn't cheat. I've nah. just seen it written. <laughs> I know. T- yeah, Joe, that's it. Tahiti, and it just like so. The the event there, the uh, World Surf League event there, is August 11 to August 21. So in about two and a half weeks' time, you'll see it if you haven't if you didn't catch it over the uh, the course of the swell, Kempi. Like when he says slabby and gnarly, it the volume of water, you kind of can't wrap your head around it, can you? Well, no, it comes from deep water onto that reef, and, you, mate, it's scary, like real scary, and you've got to be a certain calibre of surfer to go out there and surf it, especially when it starts to get a bit of size about it. So um, I, I hear what you're saying. What a place, though, you know. Like, you, if you want to be best in the world, you go to the Olympics, mate, go and surf that wave because that's one of the best in the world. So it's gonna, it'll find some people out. I know that uh, and just a few years ago, it got really big in, in one of the um, WCT events and a few of the boys didn't want to go out. Yeah, Rick said it to us. And, He's sitting there packing himself. And, and <laughs> honestly, there is, they do have a group of um, surfers that go and talk to the event organisers some days when they say, no, nah, no, nah, that's just too dangerous. We're not going out there today. Yeah. So, you know, that... Um, Take my hat, like take my hats off to the man. That's you. You think running into footballers is is scary? Go and sit on a surfboard some days in a, like a four foot, five foot wave that these guys surf. It's just as scary. Kempi, you you a shredder? You a bit of a shredder on that? Um, board? mate, I, grew, I well, I grew up in Waitara, mate, which is a wave, and and have always surfed, but not these days. Jeez, I'm got got a big board. I haven't been out for a while since my knees are done, but but I love surfing. Absolutely love it. It's a, a real passion of mine, and been all around the. Mm some of the, the places in the world and surfed some of the spots and, you know, been out in the surf with some of these boys. Oh, look, I spoke to um, 
to Mezquin about surfing chopes and he, he just said, you know, like when he comes off the wave, because they surf it big, mate, they reckon it's like a cushion. He said it's like a big cushion when you come down and, and it pushes you back up. And I'm like, mate, I don't care about being pushed up. I'm just like getting into the thing first and foremost. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, you go, I've been surfing at some spots. I remember surfing up at Ahipara, which is a place called Shipwrecks, and it was really oh, nice yeah. to stay. It was probably five or six foot. And then all of a sudden, all these surfers just showed up right on. Honestly, it was like they had a, sur- a wave watch. You know, yeah. and they were looking at their wave watch and they're going, no, nah, no, nah. we were surfing up there all day. We'd come in once, the second, and, the, and on the second session we were headed back out. But all these surfers showed up and all of a sudden the waves just cleaned up and they were perfect, mate. And I ended up paddling in and just watching. It was it was all of the, these boys that, that um, Billy said, you know, Billy, Maz, all these boys, they all showed up at the right time and just shredded, mate, for about an hour and a half. And it was just so good to watch. But they, um, yeah, mate, they, they, they're not big men. They're not big men, is he? It's not a big man sport, um, but they have got big kahunas. Geez, don't tell Luke Sederman that. The Raglan Surf Report, he's a big man. <laughs> 20, he ain't a big man. 22. <laughs> yeah, it's another thoroughbred race meet abandoned on a Saturday, which has left the industry participants fuming yet again. This time, Ottawa Park, Rotorua, the venue at the centre of the frustration. Following the Group 1 Captain Cook Stakes abandonment at Trentham last year, New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing promptly looked to sharpen their processes and expectations around track management. This latest hiccup will be a sore reminder there's still plenty of work to be done. Bruce Sharrick is the CEO of New Zealand Racing. He always fronts up this fella, and uh, we've got him on the show this morning to talk about that. Hey, Bull, how you going? Yeah, not bad, mate. Still, uh, still getting out of the rain, but we're going okay. Oh, that's good, mate. Um, a little bit of frustration, obviously. You know, I had a good chat to you on the weekend about what's happening with these abandonments. Just, just take us through where you are at the moment. Yeah, look, yeah, there is frustration. I think, and that's a frustration that's spread uh, throughout the the entire racing industry. And in simple terms, guys, the reality is that weather will always beat us, and no one in the industry mm. um, has a problem with that. If, if the weather is such that you can't race, I mean, they called off Ramwick on the weekend, they've called off meetings all around Australia. And we will have our share of those. That's not in question. What is in question is that is the way in which we're going about it, i.e., on Saturday, we had all of our participants, our owners, our trainers, our stable hands, our race callers, everybody turn up to a meeting uh, that never got off the ground because it was very clear from the get-go that the track was not in safe order. That part is frustrating. Uh, we, we being NZTR, the RIB, and all the people that are there to assist the clubs had no visibility of any issues throughout the week. And that's the part that really annoys us. So who's, uh, thank you, Bruce, for coming on the show. Who's accountable for this? Will there be any give back to, because we've, we've heard from trainers, jockeys, um, you know, pundits, owners, that they obviously lose out from this. So who, who has, who's accountable and who will... Who will have to um, front foot this? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, Izzy, there's, a, there's a number of things. So the short version of the model to understand is that the industry funds the clubs to prepare or licenses the clubs to put on meetings for the industry. And in doing so, one of those key responsibilities is to prepare the track in such a way that is safe. Yeah. Now, again, I go back to what I said. If the weather is such and the conditions are such that we can't, you abandon meetings uh, where possible, you move them. Uh, what we don't like is when we are notified so late in the piece that we have no chance to, one, 
uh, relocate the meeting, or two, our participants have engaged uh, cost to get there. To answer your question, we fund the clubs. So currently I'm looking at a policy that is in place and whether or not the club, uh, in this case, and going forward, uh, are, are then penalised for not doing what they should have done. It is there in the funding document and that's what I'm going to be looking at today. So, hey, mate, so, so take us through that model. Like currently, obviously, the what you're saying is that the tracks um, and the people that, that run the tracks are looking after this and NZTR... Uh, are playing their part as governors. What does that model look like and what should it look like in the future? Well, to answer your first question, the model, the, and, and let me say from the get-go, there are many tracks who do a fantastic job and they have a fantastic infrastructure and they are world-class. So that's the first thing I want to say. The, the second thing is the, the model is effectively like an outsourcing model. NZTR, on behalf of the industry, and let's let's be real about this, there is one pot of money. It is industry money. The, the industry then uh, licenses clubs to put on 293 events a year. We then fund the clubs, depending upon the event, which is all clear in the funding document, and that goes out to them to prepare uh, the year ahead. And as I say, that's the, that's the supply the day out, which is the facility that we use, but equally and most importantly is a safe uh, surface for our participants, horses and human, and equally for our punters so that you're getting a, uh, a great opportunity to wager. So in a situation like we've just seen, we, being the industry, have funded uh, the club and the club has come up short of what I would call an acceptable standard. So... Again, I have no issue if the club had have let us know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, even Friday, even first thing Saturday morning, and said, guys, we have a problem. We don't think it's safe. We would have then notified the participants, who would have been frustrated, but not out of pocket, other than the fact they didn't have an opportunity to, to run their horse to win some stake money. So th that's the frustration. Where does the model go? That's something, I'll be honest, mate, I've got to have a really good look at and see if... Uh, if there is an alternative model that is, is going to be superior to the one we've got. Hey, Bruce, Louis here, mate. And uh, I appreciated your letter you wrote oh, and you posted up on loveracing.nz yesterday. Your last line finishes with, otherwise we will, con and pretty much everything you've just said now, you've laid it all out. If we don't get this right, we will continue to sabotage any process we are seeking to make. And I think that's a really poignant message. When you speak to the people that are getting it wrong, the actual individuals in the clubs and the, the individuals at the clubs that are making the mistakes, which this is, and it was an error, do they get it? Is there accountability? Or is it head in the sand, blame back on NZTR? That's a really good question, uh, Louis. Uh, and I think, if I'm being brutally honest, I think there's a disconnect between what some people in the industry who have been around a long, long time are accepting of in terms of standard. They're looking back a couple of three decades ago and said, well, back in the day, we would race on that. The fact of the matter is that we're in a very heavily regulated 2022 and our health and safety requirements, our animal welfare considerations, they're all things that we need to be extremely mindful of. And not only in racing, in every industry in which we operate in. And so to answer your question, I'm not 100% convinced that they think there is a problem. And there lies the inherent problem because they think what they're dishing up is okay, and it's not okay. So, so Bruce, is this 
at the moment, down in Christchurch, we're dealing with 200 mils in the last month. So the weather's atrocious. Yeah. Is this a simple yeah. case of maybe just in winter racing, there's going to be uh, a more synthetic racing and we're going to be racing on synthetic tracks to, to be able to cover this situation that we're dealing with now? Or is it more than that? Is, there, is it just funding, more fund? Because like, everyone thinks money's going to fix every problem. Is it as simple as putting more money back into these clubs so we can get to a situation because winter racing is changing the climate's changing we're dealing with weather uh, patterns that are totally different to what we've dealt with in the past so so what is the solution to, to maybe yeah look again is a great question um the industry's taken on over the last uh well, three or four years out of the provincial growth fund uh with the aid of the government 36 million dollars worth of development with uh, three synthetic tracks I think the, the time is coming where we are racing on synthetic and clearly Rickerton is now up and running and Awapuni is not yep. far away either. So we'll have three functional. We have to look at what is best for the industry and if it means uh, through the winter months, which is what they're there for, that we have to put some of our meetings on a synthetic to get our grass tracks a break through the harsh period of winter, then that's what we're going to have to do. And that will mean that there's a lot of horses that won't uh, like to race on a, a decent track because there are a series of horses that race in the winter that like a, a wet and heavy going. I, I own one. Kempi owns one with me. So the reality is that, but we've got to keep producing the product for the industry and for our wagerers. So I think there's, and the other part that you raised is about the reinvestment back into the, into the tracks. And uh, as you'll probably be aware, we're looking to invest uh, $10 million over the next five years, and more than that, because we'll keep allocating to infrastructure as earnings allows us to make sure that we get our best tracks in better condition to handle the load uh, that we're now facing. But you're dead right. Winter is a period where we will always have these issues. And as I say, I, I want to make it really clear, I don't have an issue where a meeting is called off. That is just the nature of the business we're in. What I do have an issue with is the timely fashion in which we're informed about it. That's not acceptable. Yeah. Hey, mate, you've had you've had a while now to get your feet under the table a few months and had a look at everything around, everything to do with NZTR. Um, where are you at? Are you comfortable with where the industry's at or is there some changes that need to happen and, and happen quickly uh, for this to, to continually move forward? Oh, look, there's many changes, mate. At the end of the day, we've got to tackle one thing at a time. And yes, I've been here now, I think I'm into week 11 or 12. Um, but I'm slowly getting a very clear picture on where we need to go. And, and at the end of the day, it is about standard improvement right across the board. And if we start doing that, we'll start seeing some really exponential growth um, in terms of the product that we're putting on. And then hopefully we get that return back from our wagerers because they're confident in what we do. The, the simple version is, no, there are many parts of our industry that need improvement. And to be frank, I've just got to put a line in the, sta in the sand and start moving forward on standard improvement and bring our people along. They want what's best for the industry. I'm convinced of that. There are a few outliers that are sabotaging through parochialism, um, want to retain what they've got. But we have to start having a view of what's best for the industry. And if you do that, we'll land on the right outcome. I'm convinced of that. Yeah, me too, Bruce. And you know I am as well. And so many people are. Look, there is a, there is definitely, it's, it's light, more than light at the end of the tunnel. Just a few things need to line up. It's been a hell of a season, hasn't it? Uh, Nabba has had a, an unreal year in the saddle. So has Lisa Albrecht's coming back from injury. Grilsy's been going good. 
Um, the South Island racing's been strong. Marshy tunned up in the Trainers Premiership. You know, what Tiako did, obviously, incredible. And, and the new season dawns in, what, only a, a wee while. Um, a big racing season will be your first one as CEO. Are you excited? You're fired up, mate? People on the ground in, at New Plymouth in the weekend, they missed you. They were, where's, the, where's the big <laughs> cheese? Where's the CEO? <laughs> well, I couldn't, get, I couldn't get a flight, would you believe? I, I've travelled down to New Plymouth for 30 years, and I normally book the day before because there's always plenty of options. Given all the interruptions out of Wellington, I couldn't get a flight. Oh, right. So, uh, and, and my brother said, well, why don't you drive? I said, well, I've just driven from Wellington to Auckland to get home, and I'm not about <laughs> to drive back down to New Plymouth. So I, I decided against that. Look, yeah, I, I am excited. We, we've got, and as we've come out and said, we're going we're gonna to be building a, a big plan around our top events. We, we've got some stuff coming out in the next uh, number of weeks, which I hope will excite not only racing fans, but fans about sporting events in general. And um, we're, we're going to be having a real shot at, at revitalising the industry and putting it back where it belongs as one of the one of the sort of sporting events that if you enjoy live sport and entertainment, you want to come and have a look at it. Um, so we we're going to be working hard, put it that way. Hey, mate, just um, one last question before I let you go. How do I get back on the A-list? <laughs> you would, uh, there's a couple of things you need to understand. One, you were never on the A-list. Oh. Two, you'll never get on the A-list. <laughs> oh. there, you, there you go. You're headed here on, on Izzy and Kippy for breakfast on SNZ. <laughs> hey, mate. Good to, good, to, good to chat this morning. Yeah, mate. No, no, good, good to chat this morning, mate. Go well. Talk soon. Okay, Cheers, bye. Bruce. <laughs> Whack! <laughs> he had that one. He had that one in his back pocket, too. Oh, boy, he just pulled that card out. Mate, yes, I, was gonna, I had that one. I was going to ask him, I was going, how proud are you of Alan? Alan, the Sheikh Sharrock. <laughs> <laughs> just ask him. Oh, yeah, we would have got, got another story. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's, it's Bruce, the CEO, we were talking to today. I can't wait to talk to Bull. We, we, yeah, that's right. He couldn't have been seen to show any nepotism, so he would have said, oh, I have to, I can't, I have to decline comment there. Uh, is he? No, seriously, the, the racing season's coming to an end. The new one will start. The, the breeding season's only just over a month away when we hit spring. Um, and yeah, they're right. NZTR have got a massive job to do on so many different fronts. One of the biggest ones, what he just alluded to there, teased their big events, their massive Group One race days, the Test matches. You know, you you men both played Test foot footy. That kind of big elite, the the pinnacle of New Zealand racing. Mm. How do we sell it? How do we turn it into? We can't have Karaka Millions every weekend because the Karaka Million works because it's special. But how do we get the kind of the back the prestige back in Captain Cook Stakes Day and uh, Thunder Mile Day and Thousand Guineas Days and Two Thousand mm. Guineas Days? How do we build that hype and that kind of elite sporting theatre back to it? And that's the job they've got. They, hi- they hire me and Izzy to run hospitality. Yeah, mate. It's all about uh, entertainment. Honestly, it's all about entertainment. People want to be entertained. Horses is obviously a huge part of the day, but oh. obviously when between races you it- need to be entertained. It needs to be good food, good Urban polo dag. Weather, weather is a huge factor. Weather is a huge factor. When it's raining and miserable, you don't want to go, mate. So weather plays a part, and we can't control it. You know what it, they so. should do? You know in those big marquees that they have there, they should have a sign on disco, mate, so everyone walks around with headphones mm. on, you know what I mean? <laughs> so so no one gets interrupted. And Race they just, commentary? They're just dancing all the time, you know? It'd be, it'd be so awesome. You go, oh, yeah, man. And but you can choose what music you're listening to. 
You know, I'm just, yeah, that's just one from the left. <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. Thanks. That's a great idea. But let's be honest. How many times have we been to races and I've never watched a race? I've done it tons of times. Mate. I do my betting the day before, put all my bets on, go to the races, check my bets at the end of the day. Don't even watch one horse. It's a great day. One of the great days. <laughs> Brilliant. And you're not the only one. And that's, do you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You've got to embrace yeah. those people. I've got one, one idea for you, a little bit left field, Kimpy. Why don't we run the Cox Plate? In Izzy's property, and then just ask me could win it. <laughs> he would, he'd put it hand down. He put it hands down. I just want the video of Arlo being tied around on that quad bike tomorrow, mate. Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> He'll love it, mate. He'll love it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to. Just go, wing, get him flying across the grass, and he'll probably stub his toe. Hey, one clear <laughs> message though, is he from from Bull? Then was I got a line in the sand? You know what I mean? Mm. It's about time um, he puts that line in the sand. He's basically saying now that he understands what's going on, and I want to move forward. And I think the good people get that. So um, yeah, look for some changes. That's what I'm looking for. Look for some changes. I'm looking for a lot of positive stuff to come out of the industry. I just hope. That the people from the industry, like the big names, the Alices, you know, the Rogers and all them guys, they all get behind it because the, the more voices that talk about the changes that he wants, the better. Yep, bang on, Kimpy. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.